anchor. What an ad. Am I right? Anchor. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. It's pretty cool. Those guys are professional. Oh my god. Whoever whoever we hired for that was pretty cool, man. They were pretty cool guys. Don't you think? Yeah. My name's Garrett Davis. If you drink drink with me before, you can call me Uncle Gary. Um and Jack, I mean, you're looking mysterious as ever. What's going on, man? Thank you. You look Thank you. great, dude. Oh, yeah. I've been yeah. Go- I've been going outside more. This is That's Showbiz Baby. Yeah. A new podcast. It's a new podcast. It's gonna rock everyone's world. It's about movies. It's about what to watch, what not to watch sometimes. Yeah. Maybe what to buy a ticket for, maybe what not to buy a ticket for. You know, we're, we're just trying to help you guys out. So if you haven't listened to our introductory podcast, if you want to know a little bit more about our tastes, a little bit of, uh, you know, how we roll, our vibes, yeah. uh, you know, go check out episode zero. When you were introing the show, yeah. you mentioned what to buy tickets to and what not to buy tickets Absolutely. to. Absolutely. And just recently, mm-hmm. the U.S. military put out a message to like all of the people you know it kind of has ties to right people who were formerly in the service and stuff telling them basically to be careful if they go see the Joker yeah absolutely I've heard it's crazy someone sent me not like a Facebook message but they sent me a screenshot of a Facebook message that was like the OKC FBI is investigating some like a ton of potential tips of shootings that are planned for October 4th like around Oklahoma City and people are freaking out and I it's, know. it's a nightmare. Like, I want to see yeah. this movie so bad, and I still don't even really buy into all this kind of hoopla around it. Myself. I don't. Myself, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't know, right? It still makes me feel a little scared when everyone's freaking out about shootings. And so I can't imagine how bad this is going to hurt that movie's, uh, you know, opening weekend. I don't think it'll hurt it at all. You don't all. think it will? Because I'll give, you an, I'll, give, I'll give you a historical example. Okay. Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing came okay. out in, like, 1990, 1991. Fact, sure. Someone fact-check uh, <laughs> me on that. But, um, but I know in Do the Right Thing, you know, it was so, at the time, like, mm-hmm. it had a lot of, like, you know, racial undertones. And the press, they were very... Uh, they they kind of believed that people would riot when they saw it. Yeah. And they promoted it that way. And, like, newspapers would write... I mean, it was racist how they were promoting it. Yeah. But they would be like, you know, people are going to riot, don't go see it. If you want to go see it, uh, you know, like, you're going to die. And nothing happened. And it went on to be nominated for Best Writing and Best... Uh, supporting actor Danny Aiello. Well, hopefully it doesn't yeah. hurt the opening weekend because I'm pretty excited it for will. it. I, don't, I feel like all the hoopla is like starting to adversely affect the uh, pre-release ratings of this from critics and stuff too. I do too. Yeah, because the up until the Venice Film Festival, I'd only heard amazing things about this movie. Now that all the shooting stuff is going on, critics are starting to get a little bit more yes critical. I right guess. now, <laughs> so we're recording this Wednesday. Right now mm-hmm. on IMDb, it's sitting at a seventy. Mm-hmm. I want to say on Metacritic, which is kind of what I don't think. I don't give a shit about Rotten Tomatoes. That means nothing <laughs> to me. Like when I see like a film will have like a hundred percent or something on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That means nothing to me. I kind of like the audience reviews I do myself. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Just they're, for kind of judging. more accurate almost. Oh, yeah, probably. You know? Yeah. And it has like a 9.5 in user ratings um, on IMDb. Very I, high. I think that'll drop about two points mm-hmm. upon its release. But Some people get upset when they see it themselves finally. Yeah. But Warner Brothers came out and, because th- that's kind of what surprised me. Warner Brothers, Todd Phillips, the director, and Joaquin Phoenix came out and said, make no mistake, neither the fictional character Joker nor the film is an endorsement of real-world violence of any kind. It is not the intention of the film, the filmmakers, or the studio to hold this character up as a hero. And I completely... I, I feel like when people see movies and they're like, oh, this is going to cause mass terrorism and, and shootings and stuff, and I think most of the general public can decipher between what is morally 
right and wrong mm-hmm. and what is fictitious and what is not. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, yo, calm down. Like no one's. I mean, it, it I mean, may like happen. every every movie under the sun tries to make their villain relatable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But no one ever walks out of the movie being like, you know what? Fuck the hero. Yeah. That villain had a shit together. I'm not. I'm not clairvoyant, so I can't see into the future. But I doubt this causes um, any financial troubles for it. It may. Yeah. It may hurt it critically, mm-hmm. which I kind of foresaw. But I mean, still, and and I'll get into. Um, what I think right now are kind of like Oscar frontrunners, but right mm-hmm. now, I mean, it's Oscar frontrunner for Best Picture and Best Actor for Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. Uh, uh, if you haven't seen it, and we'll post it on social media, but the Uncut Gems trailer with Adam Sandler. Have you seen that? Yes. Dude. It looks really good. If anyone has seen... It is, it is surprising how good of an actor Adam Sandler is. He I is. Guess. He's great. I, I mean, you don't really think about it sometimes when you watch some of the cheesy movies, right? Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, that's just Adam Sandler being Adam Sandler. But he can actually, you know, act. He will make a movie like Punch Drunk Love, which was directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. He mm-hmm. got nominated for a Golden Globe for it, like 2003-ish. Mm-hmm. And he's really good in that. And I think, from wa- just from watching this trailer, it's another level of, it's that dramatic level of yeah. Sandler that everyone, like, kind of loves but never gets mm-hmm. to see. So I'm really pumped it for it. It still seems like it has, like, a tiny bit of a sense of humor in it, too. Oh, my it God, is, yeah. yeah. The yeah. part where he's yelling about the, like, I didn't resurface my pool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, 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 I didn't resurface my pool. <laughs> KG is in it. Kevin Garnett. <laughs> Kevin is, Garnett, is yeah. the supporting actor. <laughs> in what world? That is so weird. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Um, that's, I'm excited for it. That's on everyone's radar. And I mentioned a couple movies in episode zero. Um, the Lighthouse with Will- Willem Dafoe yeah, and Robert Pattinson. Awesome. Go see it. Watch the trailer. And also Marriage Story. Have you heard of that? I have not, actually. I, I've seen it get mentioned a lot, like, in yeah. you know, this Oscar stuff. But I don't know how you feel about Adam Driver. I have a strong opinion of Adam Driver. What What is your strong opinion? I'm curious. I think he is a gem. Okay. I think he is he is so he can play just such a wide range of roles. Uh-huh. Adam Driver gonna yes. be nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role with Marriage Story. I've heard it's one of the most powerful performances wow. since kinda he's getting compared to like De Niro in the seventies, Hoffman in the Dustin Hoffman in the seventies. Mm-hmm. And I've heard it's kinda like a Kramer versus Kramer gotcha. type of movie. Uh, which won like Best Picture like back in the back in the day. Um, More Oscar. Numbers. Yeah, I need stuff. No, I, I love it. <laughs> I gotta pump the brakes. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I it, it looks really great. I, I think it's really painful. It's like a sad movie to watch, but mm-hmm. it's getting a lot of um, you know a lot of like do justice from good the press and stuff good um and then your movie jojo rabbit's coming out it's uh, i don't know if it's my movie but i'm very excited for it it's gonna be great Dude, do you know how many wes anderson posters i have oh just the fact God. that jojo rabbit just even has like kind of that atmosphere makes that me very a- excited that aesthetic yes it looks great yeah. man yeah I'm, I'm pretty excited for it i also like taika watiti he yeah. seems like a cool guy oh he's hilarious yeah. Thor ragnarok was great he's hilarious yeah that whole movie was improv it's he... fantastic dude what i we... think i told you once literally every so if you watch that movie you'll notice how many times Thor goes unconscious because they were just like every time we're gonna cut to a new part of the story we're just gonna have the scene end with Thor going unconscious and waking up in a new place so that way they can do whatever they want in every scene because it's already like preordained yeah. how it's each scene's gonna end and how the next one's gonna start go yeah. passing out and waking up it happens like five maybe more times oh yeah and uh, but then they just let them have fun with it I, so I'm excited I, for this movie I think that's gonna be really really good um, and then so okay yeah we were talking about we were HBO boys we so yeah watch the Emmys on Sunday um, HBO walked away with I believe 34 awards compared to Netflix's 27 
Um, I think it was the lowest any audience that has ever watched an Emmys. Oh, so, so you're, you're talking about like kind of the ratings. Yeah, right? the ratings. Okay, yeah, got it. Lowest uh, ever. Ever. Like wow. six million people. So like half of LA. Goodness. <laughs> like no one watched this shit. This, and I, I mean, I can kind of get behind that. It was, uh-huh. for me, like I don't like award shows, even though I love the award you lo- part. You, you want to know who wins. You want to see the nominations. You want to see some of the speeches, but oh, you don't really want to watch this three hour show. I don't want to watch that at all. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty long. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like three, three and a half hours. Yeah. People were t- kind of making fun of how when Jason Bateman won his Emmy, he looked like he was Dude, about to fall asleep. That was a, that's such a highlight. He beat out three Game of Thrones directors to win yeah. Best Directing for a drama series, yeah. which he also beat out Succession, incredible, right? and yeah. um, uh, oh my god, I'm, I'm blanking on I'm the blanking other on two. The, yeah, I'm blanking on the other. Succession, two, so. Game of Thrones, uh, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Yes, that was one of them. Yeah. I don't remember the last one. I was about to say Chernobyl, which was HBO's it big winner, but it Chernobyl. wasn't in the same category. Oh yes, yeah, Chernobyl yeah. for this category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I thought Chernobyl. that was that was awesome. Beat I didn't out, watch the beat it, yeah. Years. Beat out three GOT directors for uh, Ozark for season two. Um, and then the supporting actress mm-hmm. in Ozark beat out three Game of Thrones actresses Wow! for best supporting actress in a drama series. See, when that happens, was so, right? she almost, she's crying. Like, it was so cool. When that happens, it makes me feel bad that I haven't seen the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need to catch right? up and watch Ozark it's, now. Ozark's amazing, dude. Um, and then Succession won an Emmy for best writing for, for Jesse Armstrong. Nice. Very well-deserved. Um, you gotta get into Succession, man. I'm trying. I'm catching up on my HBO. It's all yeah. the hours. It's so good. I'm very excited. There's I've heard only weird... good things. Oh, it gets weird. It gets, it gets weird. weird. I wish I could talk about it with you. Damn it. It's. I mean, it's weird. I'll make some progress. There's a lot. I'm of... caught up in a lot of shows now. So you're, I'll, I'll you're get it going. Pedal to the metal, man. Um, speaking of Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage beat out uh, Giancarlo Esposito and Jonathan Banks from Better Call Saul uh, to win Best Supporting Actor, and it's his fourth Emmy. Then Billy Porter, first openly gay man, which I thought was crazy to win Best Actor in a Drama Series for Pose. Wow. Yeah. And Good then, um, I don't know if you've heard of um, When They See Us on Netflix. No. <laughs> it's like, it's about like the um, Central Park Five okay. who were convicted of beating and raping a woman. Okay. But they didn't. Like, the cops basically framed them. Gotcha. So... That, that, it it was, it's a rough watch. Yeah, that is rough. (laughs) So, and they're kids. They're like 14, 15. They're tried as adults. It's super fucked up. But, so they all, um, the kids are all played by adults except one dude that plays both the kid and the adult. And it's one of the, like, it's one of the most, like, soulful, like, tortured performances I've ever seen. He won an Emmy and he's, like, the first black Latinx uh, man to win. Wow. Like best acting. So some firsts. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. Chernobyl won big, 10 Emmys. GOT won big, 12. It was the most, uh, one best drama series, but got basically shut out uh, of everything else, except like, you know, like creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, like, as far as production went, Game of Thrones was really, really cool. Yeah. Like, right? Like, Everyone I, knew it was going to win. I mean, as far as production goes, right? Oh my God, but, like, yeah. I, that, that last season really left a lot to be desired, but yeah. uh, still some cool things. My boy Bill Hader won for Barry. Nice. Dude. I've seen season one oh, Barry. so good. But then I lost HBO. I only had it for like a little window. Yeah. And I watched uh, uh, Kidding. And, well, that was Showtime. But yeah, I watched yeah. Kidding and I watched that. And then in my short little window when my roommate logged into those. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Now I'm catching up. Yeah. It's pretty, I don't know. I think it's it's pretty cool. I, I love Barry. And then Bill Hader's from, from, he's an Oklahoma man. He's from yeah. Casha Hall. Yeah. It's awesome. 
Am I just sweating profusely right now? I feel like I'm pretty. Uh, I feel like I'm pretty sweaty. shiny. I'm pretty shiny, man. I don't know. I feel like I just. Do I smell bad? No. no I feel no. like I. I. You. You might think that, right? But like, I'm glad Spotify is. I think in the future, Spotify will have an option where you can smell. So that's that's basically my Emmys recount. Oh, also an yes. El, El Camino trailer that popped up. <gasps> That was pretty good. Looks really good. Pretty good, man. Um, I think they released a full two-minute trailer. The uh-huh. Emmys was just like a 60-second thing, yeah, yeah. which is okay. The two-minute trailer, it's like soul-wrenching. Yeah. I just finished re-watching Breaking Bad. And it, yeah, it like touches it, on the family that like Walter poisoned. It was a swift kick and, to the oof. testicles watching that trailer. Man. It was crazy. Gets you so, emotional. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it's Walter White at the end? I don't know. I, nobody knows. Who could that be? I don't know. Isn't that a great shot though? Yeah. Where he's like, you see the holster of the gun, and then it's like, uh, like a uh, what, what do you call that? Like a rack, like a rack focus or whatever, mm-hmm. and he focuses on Jesse. Yeah. It's like, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> oh. And he says dude. it in the voice where you just quite can't tell but i also have liked the scenes like the the uh, imagery where he's kind of got his head shaved and you start to get Love the walter white that. vibes a little bit the right? way that it like they kind of like do the lighting and they kind of shave his head and it kind of gets that vibe from him he also looks like 40 years old he looks did, a lot older did you think about that like, I, I i guess i didn't but now that you say it wow like i'm looking back to how he looks at that trailer he looked like you know like a you know kind of a druggy teen yeah breaking bad yeah but in that movie he looks like he's the next walter white did we talk he about- must be a lot, lot older I did we talk about El Camino a lot in the last? I don't think so. I just want to touch on it that it was shot in complete secrecy. Really? Did I tell you this? No. Okay, this is crazy. Oh, okay. So the Hollywood Reporter came out uh-huh. with, uh, I think they're either bi-monthly or monthly, but it's gotcha. it's their magazine. And Aaron Paul's the cover story. Gotcha. And he said that Vince Gilligan, who's writer director, yes, creator yeah. Breaking Bad, sat everyone down and said, "Listen up, motherfuckers. If anyone leaks." Anything that's going on here, I will find you and fire you. Like, don't say a word. If you're at a bar and you're drunk and you're about to say something, shut it down. Like, leave. Like, don't tell anyone this. So one guy saw the RV going around Albuquerque and stuff. And he was like, oh, my God. Are they filming more Breaking Bad stuff? And he called in. They were like, no, 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 that's for um, tours. Breaking Bad tours. tours. (gasps) Oh, I see. But it was really for the movie. Oh! Production completely covered it up. That's badass. Posted flyers that are like, yeah. They tried to make it look like they were doing tours. Yeah. Wow, they covered their tracks. Yeah. That's awesome. So, but yeah. That's really cool. And they shot it over 18 months, which means normal productions shoot like six, seven pages. Mm -hmm. For a day, they shot three. And Vince Gilligan was like, we're doing this slow no one's going to find out. And then Bob Odenkirk, Odenkirk yeah. who saw, basically yeah. just spilled the beans. Oh, that's so cool. It's crazy. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, hopefully it'll be good, man. Oh, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited for it. I'm excited. I'm excited to see if they can. If this one's really good, I really hope that they kind of like ride out like, not like a whole like cinematic universe, right? But just like mm-hmm. a couple more. I agree. Not much. I agree. More. I agree. Yeah. I think it'll be good. I'm excited. I'm too. What do, you want, do you want to do top five? We can do some top five. This is... is sketchy, though. It's so hard. Really? Yours are sketchy? Well, sketchy, like, for me, right? Like, oh, yeah. there's so many... Because we were talking about top five movies. We are talking about... For... So, yeah, everyone that's listening right now, we're doing a we're doing a weekly segment called Top Five. I mean, it can be anything yes. movie entertainment related. It's just top five whatever. Top five mm. explosions. Top five sex scenes. Top yes. five movies. Whatever. Yeah. So, right now, we are doing our top five movies of all time. This is, like... I mean, you know, we're rewriting the New Testament right here. So strap in, get ready. This is it. Jack, do you want to start? 
No, I want you to start. No! Because <laughs> no! my five's really sketchy, man. Your five's sketchy? You won't like Dude, it. Dude, I feel like my five is sketchy. Uh, Here, how about, I, how, how about I start with three of mine? Should we say it at the same time? That's going to be very hard for the list. Three, two, wait, wait, one. Wait, all of them or the first one? Wait, wait, wait. wait. No, no, no. Uh, number five. We're going to all say number five at the same time. Yeah. Okay. I say all. Ready? Us. Three, two, one. Good Little Miss Sunshine. Mine's a little bit such. Mine's. I, I was quoting Step Brothers. Oh my God! I know. I was because like, as soon as you said that, I was thinking about my movie, right? I was thinking about a little bit such when I said it, and then I it's good. <laughs> what? Good housekeeping. No, John Stamos. Yeah, I was gonna say nah, non-pornographic dude, uh, magazine to uh, <laughs> non-pornographic favorite non-pornographic magazine. To check off to you. Ready? Three, two, one. Good, Good housekeeping. housekeeping. I love oh, that. Man. Uh, um, but wait, yours is a little in sunshine? It is. It is. I talked I could about it a little that. bit last week, but I think it might have not been in the final cut. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, I talked too much last week. I'm you did great. It. Thanks. You did so good. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like emotional movies, right? They're like, I just kind of said this last time, but we were in a little bit of ramble. Emotional movies that try too hard to be emotional, don't mm-hmm. get me. Mm-hmm. The ones that just like kind of do it naturally, really do. And I don't know. I just feel really like emotionally attached to all of the emotional scenes that happened in that movie and so it just yeah. it really gets to me and especially especially the scene where he finds out he's colorblind I think that is, I think it's really powerful that he starts freaking out in the car like you get anxious as a viewer right and then he gets out and then he goes out into like kind of that deserty area and he starts to like have that breakdown my favorite scene is with him really with good. Paul Dano mm-hmm. but it's another scene with him and Steve Carell where, mm-hmm. where they're on the pier yeah and he's just yeah. like, you know, like, I don't, can't remember. I haven't seen it in a long time, but that used to be my favorite movie. It really oh. did. I bought it on DVD. Yeah. And I was like, boom, let's pop this shit into this Blu-ray player. Let's watch watch it. My Anyways. number five, people are going to riot. Okay. When I'm I say ready. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind with Jim Carrey. Right. With Jim Carrey. So wow. it's one of my, it's, if you watch Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond, which is, I think, such a spectacular documentary on yeah. Netflix. I've actually, I've, I haven't seen a lot about, a lot of Andy Kaufman, right? Yeah. But I did see that. It's really good. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think it gives insight into who Jim Carrey plays in Eternal Sunshine. Uh-huh. I think he is just, he went, in, in the documentary, you know, he goes up to the director and the director's like, oh my God, you look so sad. You're perfect for this role. Stay depressed. And Jim Carrey was like, so I was just so depressed for like the next year while we filmed this. And he's got such a sad history. He's got a really sad history, man. I mean, between that and his like girlfriend, Odin and stuff. And a lot of bad things. I think he gave her syphilis or something. I don't know. (sighs) Allegations of like giving her an STD without knowing and like her being depressed. And oh my God, so much stuff. Really sad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He was a pallbearer at her funeral. Yeah. There's, it's so depressing. There's pictures of him and I'm like, God, man. I don't know. He seems a lot more spiritual now, for better or worse. Yeah, but he really I seems agree. happy. So. He's at peace. I feel yeah, like, but I think so. He's great in this movie. Good, good. <laughs> I think. I mean, if anything, he should have been nominated for an Oscar for it. Um, but it's one of the, like the most interesting scripts I've ever seen because uh-huh. you think it starts in the beginning. You think it's a linear story, but then you learn that it starts at the end, and it's just yeah. it, it's complete. I I don't know. It's really well done, and it's really. Um, it's very realistic, but like in mm-hmm. a, like a surreal way. It's nice. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, you make it that way you will. But that's in my number five. What's gotcha. your What's your number four? Uh, my number four is uh, it's kind of cliche, but I really like Dark Knight Rises. With uh, oh, that's in your top five. Okay, look, look. What? I, so ever since Knight's Tale. Hold on, answer me this. Yep. Is this is this better ranked than the Dark Knight? 
Oh, you're gonna say yes. No. Is the Dark Knight in your top five? <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll just say this right. Oh wait, do we both have them? Yeah. Oh wait, what's just, what is it on your? Oh list? shit, never mind. I completely lied. Mine's six. Yours is number six. Damn. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I really like superhero stuff. Yeah. Right. So I've got kind of like Dark Knight Rises and The Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. Those are my four and three. <laughs> I love that. Oh, really? Yeah. So Dark Knight's three? Yes. I think the way Christopher Nolan just has like all those special effects are so practical. Mm -hmm. And he focuses. I, he actually dropped that helicopter. Yes. In the, in the opening scene, uh, Bane's in there, right? In the helicopter. Yeah. Or in the plane. And they actually went out to like that big field. It. They dropped it. I don't know if you. Plane, I guess. Not a helicopter. Do you remember yeah. like the one scene where like they're driving like the money van? <laughs> like the armored car. Okay. Yes. Jesus yes. 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 Christ, what is wrong with me? <laughs> the money van? <laughs> I'm an idiot. Oh my God. That was <laughs> funny. It was yeah. great. It was good. But you know when they drive it? The Joker goes like, get off the road. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And he drives it into like the uh, the river or whatever. Yeah. There's like video of them in like three, two, one action. And they just ramp it off like the highway what? and just dump, dunk into the river. And I'm like, no one does that anymore. Yeah. I remember. But it's so cool. And that's yeah. part of why I really like like those movies and like just respect those movies, right? Because like, yeah, I, I really like things that like have just like mostly like emotional reasons to like it or something that speaks to you, or maybe you just find it, like, artistically beautiful, right, and well-made. Yeah. I've, I've always just, like, really thought that entertainment is a big part of what a movie is, too, yeah, right? And, sure. like, to be able to entertain is also part of the art, right? Yeah. And so I don't know. So I, I see those two movies, right? Mm -hmm. I really like superheroes. They're super well-made. Yeah. They're really cool. I agree. I Yeah, Dark Knight's number six for me. I think if you can craft characters like Christopher Nolan does in The Dark Knight... Mm -hmm then you're going to make such, like, a fantastic movie. I mean, you know, and it's characters that, like, make you want to keep coming back yeah. to what you watch, you to know? Watch like, you yeah. want to spend more time with, like, Christian Bale and stuff. I, I just, like, those are, that's, like, the movie that I could... There are a lot of movies I could watch, like, at any time, but that is one of the movies that I could just, like, if I see it on Netflix and I'm, like, really not doing anything, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it again. Yeah, I mean, I think just, it's, it's awesome. Heath Ledger's The Joker, I think, is the best... Yeah, and that was part of, of why, a villain of all time. And that's part of why it's so high up there for me. I always, I really liked A Knight's Tale. Kind of really like, liked yeah, him yeah, yeah. trying to keep up with. I things love Knight's Tale, dude. Yeah. They, what, what song? Do they play a Queen song to open up? They, they the kind, movie it's, or it's something? kind of like a lot of rock and roll. I love that. Yeah. I don't know why. It yeah. really doesn't make any sense. No, because it's, like, it's knights and jousting, but they yeah. play a lot of rock and roll in the movie. And it's, it's got good comedy. And, yeah, uh, it's good. It's good. Since right, so that's, those, yeah, so I did two, so I'm, I have two left. I'll, I'll do my two. I'll okay. do four, three. Number four for me is Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Okay. I, have you seen that? I, it's, it's been a long time, not going to lie. Yeah. My parents, like, showed me that movie when I was younger. Uh-huh. And then I kind of, like, when I was, you know, in my formative years, then I was kind of like, oh, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is, I mean, it's written by, it's written by one of the mo high, most highly regarded um, screenwriters, William uh -huh. Goldman. He wrote The Princess Bride. He wrote Misery. Mm -hmm. uh, Butch Cassidy wrote All the President's Men. And he, I mean, crafted, like, these... It, it's, like, the one of the first, like, buddy movies yeah. that you kind of see. I gotcha. Um, and it spawned, you know, like, Be Beverly Hills Cop. And it spawned, like, you know, all of these other buddy action movies, like Lethal Weapon and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. it was such... And still is today mm -hmm. such a template for kind of that... That sort of that sort story, of broad, not like a genre, right? right. But like that, yeah, yeah. I see what you're and saying. And it's also, so, I mean, the performances by God, Paul Newman and Robert Redford are so good, and they mm -hmm. like you can tell like they instantly were friends, and they were on yeah. set, and they remain friends throughout like throughout their lives and stuff. And oh. it's just such like an interesting dynamic, and it's so well done, and it's 
funny as hell for a Western. Yeah. You know, I recommend it. Number three. Also, yes. may, may be a little controversial. Oh, my number two and number one are very controversial. Okay. So don't feel bad about anything. Okay. My number three, Whiplash. That was a good Got my good boy movie. Mytel in there. Got my boy JK. Okay. <laughs> won four Oscars when it came out. Um, it was... I didn't actually realize it had won so many. It, like, it was good. It was the most... It was the winningest movie that year. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. In 2013, I think, or something yeah, like that. Dropping that Oscar knowledge. Yeah. It's such like a look at... You know, like, what are you going to chase in life more? Yeah. Like, your professional ambitions mm-hmm. or your personal ambitions. Mm-hmm. And, of course, at the end, my, my tell, he chooses, I mean, he chooses, you know, professional stuff. Yeah. And I think that throughout the movie, he thinks that he's trying to be, like, the best drummer in the world. Yeah. And he's like, I want to be Buddy Rich or whatever, or whatever drummer they're talking about. And he's practicing. And, I mean, Damien Ch- Chazelle does such, I mean, great montages of, stuff and J.K. Simmons' performance. performance is probably one of the one of the most highly regarded villainous performances of all time. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to that last look where mm-hmm. Miles Teller finishes his drum solo like he knocked over the crash, J.K. Simmons run over and stands it back up, he finishes, looks up, and J.K. Simmons just looks at him, nods and smiles. You realize the only thing he's been chasing in that movie is his validation. Yeah. And he's got it in the movie and it's so satisfying. Yeah. But in this, at the same time, it's like you feel so bad that he's like a slave to this guy. Basically, yeah. it's yeah. so it's so much contradiction. So yeah, that's my number three. So wow. love Whiplash, beautiful. love Whiplash, dude. Yeah. Damien and Damien Chazelle, Vincent also did La La Land, First mm-hmm. Man. I don't know his next movie, but but yeah, yeah, they did that. All right, so two. Start for my number two. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, okay, look. It's going to be Lilo instead. <laughs> <laughs> look, okay, no, look. So I really like Quentin Tertino a lot, right? Okay. And kind of, Quentin Tertino more, I'm just like, as a director, is kind of the one who kind of just has the number two spot, right? Yeah. But in, in particular, for me, is... Is this going to be a Quentin Tarantino movie? Yeah. My number two is also Quentin Tarantino movie. High five. What? Mine's Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. I get I'm that. cheating a little bit. No, I get that. I'm cheating a little bit. That's not controversial. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. I don't know. I feel like it's not as highly regarded as some of his other movies, right? Yeah. And I, and, but I just, I thought Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2 were just like such good, like pulpy, like pop violence, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you see like something in, I don't know, a graphic novel or like on those like old pop arts from like the 50s and stuff. And, like, I feel like it, like, really comes to life. Right. Like, in that movie, um, I love that there's, like, a whole scene that's, like, basically, like, that Japanese, like, anime style, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, Lucy Liu's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the fight scenes are great. The whole, like, way long fight scene, like, is kind of an homage to, like, all the Japanese yeah. fight scenes back in the day. Yeah. Um, where she, like, takes out the crazy 88. Yeah. Um, is awesome. Though a lot of people hate it. I also love the ending where she sits down and talks with Bill for a while, mm-hmm. right? And then she does the cheesy-ass punch, right? And he mm-hmm. walks away, does the certain number of steps, mm-hmm. and goes down. Uh, but, like, the wiggle your big toe. Classic. There's just so many good scenes in that movie. Yeah. And I and I really like that it's so long, right, that it kind of builds up the stories of the villainous characters, right? right? And then it, it's just cool. I don't know. It's very cool. I don't me. know if there's ever been like a fight scene like in Kill Bill Volume One. I think I like Volume One better than Volume Two. Gotcha. I think it's I think it's more interesting, and I think Volume Two is like thirty minutes too long. I don't know. The entire I get so bored mm-hmm. the entire time she goes to Bill's house, and it's like you know. But I, I love it. So like all yeah. of the both both of the movies just. 
Mine's my number two, mm-hmm. which is Tarantino movies, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Which, of course, good. you gave me, Jack here gave me a Pulp Fiction wall that says Bad Motherfucker oh, on it. Shit. I have, I, I, sh- have it. I, I got you a new one. My mom's house. <laughs> you got me a new one. It's shipped there. I keep forgetting to grab it. Thank you so much. You didn't have to do that. Oh, I don't. You could see if it's as good as the old one. Oh, of course. Yeah. Guys, this is a great moment. Yeah. That's a good you. movie too. I. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't know. I might have. Oh, I love you, Garrett. Oh, we're hugging. Oh, it's beautiful. I definitely get that. Pulp Fiction's so good. Yeah. What do you yeah. like about it? I like that it was so influential to just like or you know like preceding movies mm-hmm. after it. Um, it, it totally, again, it like, I don't know if I just like, you know, like buddy movie, like buddy action movies. Um, I love the structure of it mm-hmm. and how it jumps all over the place. I don't know previously. I mean, I know people had written stuff like that, yeah. but written so many like short stories and combine them together in such an awkward structure to make it flow. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so, so interesting. Performances are amazing. It has some of the most iconic lines. Oh, for sure. In in film history. Yeah. Um, it's still a meme today. Yeah. It's like one of those memes that's never gone away because the lines right. are so great. They can they're usable all the time. Right. Yeah. And I think still, I mean, I'm carrying a bad motherfucker wallet. It's so ingrained in our culture. <laughs> yeah. You know, Banksy did painting of it. Yeah, yeah. Of, you uh, know? of the two of them, of yeah. Travolta and uh, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I think it's so ingrained in our culture, and you know, I think that it. I don't know. It just it informed. It's like a way of informing like how we think about violence and yeah. how we just think about um, that sort of thing. Yeah. I think it's super And that's why he, Quentin Tarantino kind of has my overall number two spot. Yeah. I just, I love, awesome. yeah. I just like love. It's hard to pick. It is. It is. But for, for me, it's Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Yeah. But they're re- all really good. Django Unchained is also like close. So good. But I figured I was just like, ah, you know, I was kind of trying to put him in there and I'm like, I feel like I like all of these for kind of similar reasons, yeah, you know, because he yeah. does have a similar, some similar themes regarding right. violence and stuff through them. Right. Um, so I was just like, I'm gonna pick my favorite one and just kind of mention I like yeah, the others. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But I did put two Dark Knights in there because <laughs> I really, <laughs> really like Number three and four, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> I admit, I couldn't even, oh, I couldn't, I was so like, oh man, Tom Hardy seems like his voice is weird. And then I watched the movie, I'm like, it's good. I really loved I it. I loved it. Really quick, not to dwell on it, but the biggest nitpick I have, like yes. the biggest, like I call BS on that, is when he Christian Bale breaks his back and then crawls out of a hole six months later Dude. and is like, "I'm good." That's I'm because good, baby. he's the goddamn Batman. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's in Gotham. Eighteen hours later, he was in Istanbul, like fifteen oh, hours before yeah. that. Yeah, and then he gets the bomb anyway. out of the city and, like, oh, I don't know how fast. Jesus Very quick. Right. That's whatever. Yeah, hey, great movie. Okay, what's your number one? <laughs> uh, my number one is The Aquatic Life of Steve Zissou. That's your number one? That's my number one That's movie. cute as hell. My favorite <gasps> song is Life on Mars. And my favorite scene in a movie ever is when Bill Murray's running up the ship, the Belafonte. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I have a poster of the Belafonte. Um, it's hanging over the TV in my living room. Wow, it's it's. Like, I, I don't think I've noticed that. Oh, uh, it used to be in my bedroom. I yeah, think. okay. Lindsay moved in. Yeah, you had to yeah. diversify. But I put it over the TV, the nicest TV in the house. That so, is amazing. Yeah, I really, lo- really like that movie. I don't know why. It's and it's not. It's well done. It's not like an amazing movie. No, no, no. I mean, but the, the things that are so... on my top five are my top five. No, no, right? I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying it's like whoa, that is so critically amazing. I <laughs> love that movie too. Oh. It's, it's so really touching. The end 
is so awesome where he walks away with the kid, leaves his award. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's all about experience. It's like, yeah. you know, experiences triumph over, you know, just like personal accolades and stuff. I mean, it's just, it's so good. All of Wes Anderson's movie, kind of similar thing with number two, funny, right? Funny I really too. like his Wes yeah. Anderson. No, I just, I really like his whole, like, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. Surprisingly. Like, I don't know why, but I just, that movie really got me. I really yeah. like that movie. Um, I really, I mean, I really, I have a Grand Budapest Hotel poster too. Yeah. And I really like it, right? But it's nice. not like the centerpiece of my, right. like over my bed before right, 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 and right. over that uh, TV now. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, and I like, you know, like Royal Tenenbaums and like mm-hmm. Rushmore and like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like a lot of his movies. They're all really good. I like that they, I, I like, I'm like a really like positive person, right? And I like yeah. that there's like this upbeat element in it, there's, right? Yes. And so for me as a person, mm-hmm. I really like, shove down like not emotions that are like negative right mm-hmm. I, I bury them yeah. bury them deep in the hatch um get, yeah get, <laughs> get down there get down there get down there um, and it's like and it's not like like an unhealthy bottled up thing right like i think i'm just like really positive i so like watching those movies though is like one of the ways that like i kind of like let myself feel those emotions yeah right yeah and because like west sanderson he touches all of that stuff right mm-hmm. but the overall attitude of the movie is still cheery and positive mm-hmm. and so like that's what like gets me right like yeah. somebody who like puts on a brave face in the face of adversity right it's like these awesome. people who are like dealing with their depression like their families are like are there for oh man it's i think it's really movies good. get me get me good <laughs> i agree i love it man. very good None of them are safe from like him touching on like really emotional stuff, right? Right, but they're all upbeat. Yeah, and I feel like that's like how I am a lot as a person, and that movie in particular, *Hard yeah. Life of Steve Zissou*, is just like. I, I will say one. all of Wes Anderson's movies are like very genuine. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah they're very, very sincere. They're very him. Like yeah. they're not. I don't know. Yeah. Like you could see like oh yeah like, you know, this one movie is like an exploitation of like so I can't really think of an example right now. Like whatever, but. <laughs> Those movies are genuinely his style and like what he likes, yeah. and they're all quirky and weird and I love them. Awesome, awesome. Oh, so that's that. my number one. Yeah, my number one. A little bit darker. It's it's all good. <laughs> it's uh, there will be blood. That is a little darker. With P- PTA. It's a very good movie though. When I I remember I remember going into Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. It came out that long ago. It came out in two thousand seven. Wow, Blockbuster. It came out um, in two thousand seven, and it was funny that. This movie, No Country for Old Men, were shot mm-hmm. in the exact same area of Texas. And they both okay. competed for Best Picture. No Country for Old Men wound yeah. up winning. I, in this, you there know, will be blood's good, though. It's so good. And, and, and uh, There Will Be Blood, there's like a huge fire that mm-hmm. starts on like an oil derrick. Yes. So yeah. PTA was testing that out, Paul Thomas Anderson, mm-hmm. and a huge black cloud went over to the No Country for Old Men set and they had to shut down production for the entire day. Oh my God. And wait, wait for, they had to wait for like the huge <laughs> cloud to pass. So it's pretty crazy. That's pretty funny. I think that it's a very American movie. I don't know if that's weird to say. No, no, I see what you're saying. It's, it's a lot about greed and capitalism mm-hmm. and... You don't think a movie about the founding of the oil industry in yeah. America is going to be good, but it is, I mean, it's in part of uh, daily, daily yeah, well, lives. I mean, I also love seeing, like, kind of the community aspect of it, too, right? Yeah. Like, they're kind of going back and forth. It's, it's so engaging. Yeah. I, and this and the is, final scene is really good. The final scene's amazing. So good. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> I drink it up. I also think... It's really good. And this may be an inaccurate story as well. Oh, okay. I think that they had shot... Mm-hmm like 20 minutes of the movie and Paul Thomas Anderson went to Daniel Day-Lewis and he was like hey I need you to come see something and they went and they watched dailies like they rewatched kind of what they had shot and he turned to Daniel Day-Lewis and he goes your character isn't working and Daniel Day-Lewis is like 
okay. And so they had to go back and reshoot and complete. I that's a rumor Whoa. I heard. I have to look that up and see if it's true. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my favorite movie. I think it's just so well done and so. I mean, that's I think that's Paul Thomas Anderson's masterpiece, yeah. and you know, it's about family and you know, faith and greed. I mean, you know, I'm not, no, no, it's, it's, that's, it's and that's awesome. cool. That's why I like I like to see those like elements go back and forth in the community. Yeah, so that's yeah. cool. That's our top five, baby. Yeah. Woo. Nice. Yeah. I feel good about it. I feel great Man. about it. I think, so let's talk about Ad Astra for a yes. little bit. Just, I mean, quick five minutes. So I saw it over the weekend. Uh-huh. For anyone that's trying to go see it this weekend, I don't know whether to recommend it or not. I'm, I'm going into it expecting to not be entertained, but I'm really yeah. interested in seeing what happens because I love sci-fi. I will say, it's one of the most realistic sci-fi movies, space movies I've seen. I'm pretty excited for that part It's of it. really good, yeah. man. It's yeah. so, I mean, it's, I, I think they got all the technical aspects spot on. Cool. Like, I mean. It's impressive because there's a lot of aspects. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're like on the mood and they're getting shot at. I won't spoil it. But okay. like okay. every, and they shot this moon sequence in Death Valley and they had to put down in post, uh-huh. they put down like photographs of the lunar surface kind of. And then they edited, like, the sky and stuff. And then they, every time, like, something exploded from the ground, they had to slow it down because gravity is one-sixth of the Earth. So it's, I mean, it's very technical. It's very well done. Hello, random. Kind of random for me. There was, like, there are space pirates. There's a space monkey. I did. I've heard of the monkey. I did not understand that (laughs) at all. I've heard that Brad Pitt's acting was powerful. Yeah. He seemed pretty, like, like, there was even, like, a scene where he, like, started crying, right? But it was, like, off script. Like, it, like, wasn't really a part of it. But he started crying without even meaning to, yeah. And he was like, hey. He goes to the director afterwards. He's like, hey, you need to edit that tear out or edit it to be floating because you know you know a tear wouldn't you know float like or go down my face like Mm -hmm. in in that situation Mm -hmm. uh and the director's like dude it's too good i'm leaving it in it doesn't yeah 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 yeah, i'm leaving it in yeah i was just like wow it's pretty cool so i I got i'm just kind of excited for that i think it's pretty cool um and i don't know i think so brad pitt i know that astronauts are supposed to be like kind of robotic because they're not supposed to be affected by like outside stimuli yeah so I would have liked to see more of him kind of breaking down. I didn't really see, like, an arc yeah. with him, you know? Gotcha. He didn't have a very strong character arc. But, I mean, it was a really good performance for what it was. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, you know, he has to be almost, like, robotic-like. And then he kind of breaks down when he gets closer to his dad. Yeah. Whatever, and, okay, you know. I see what you're saying. So it was, I mean, it was good. Um, it was a little slow for me. Oh, I've heard it's not entertaining. Really. It's a little slow. Yeah. But it's not, like, not beautiful. Like, no, I know, I know. You know I, what I mean? I, I am going to see it because I like sci-fi. I, my expectations are pretty low on the entertainment side, so hopefully I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, Ad Astra's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ad Astra's awesome. Cool, cool. Um, yeah. Is there is there anything else that you wanted to touch on? I, I think we've got a pretty good amount yeah. for, for, for this episode. I agree. Um, damn, we talked about a lot of stuff. We but, did. Uh, we just get so excited about it. We get amped up. We're like, I'm like a little dog. Oh, that's cute. I'm <laughs> just okay. picturing you using a little puppy now. Yeah, what kind of man. dog would you be? Cat. You'd probably be a cat. Oh, Not cats a are great. dog. Cats are great. <laughs> I'm a cat guy now. 
Um, any business we should take care of? I gotta say, shout out to the Schooner Pod for mentioning us in their podcast. Yeah, they, they use are, the same uh, same little studio that we do. They were sharing a studio. They're insightful sports analysts. Yes, if you want to go yes. listen to some good OU coverage, go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on Anchor.fm, Spotify. We're gonna be on Google Play, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram. Um, we're coming out with social channels soon, and we'll link all of those. If you have any questions, drop us some DMs. We'll be sure to get back with you. Yeah, Next man. week, uh, we're going to be doing a pretty in-depth review into Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We're, yeah, we're going to talk about a few like directors, writers, producers yeah. kind of thing. And then we'll talk about Joker some more, and then uh, maybe some award season predictions and stuff. Yes. but Early. If, yes. But yeah. yeah. But if you have any questions, please d- DM us. Uh, we will answer your questions perhaps next episode. Mm-hmm. Guys, thank you so much for listening. This yeah. has been that showbiz, baby. Well, I get low and I get high. And if I can't get either, I really try. Got the wings of heaven on my shoes. I'm a dancing man and I just can't lose.